Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You are tuned in to Fortress of Faith with Tom and Tyler. Today, we are going to be talking about seeking godly counsel. Tyler has been in the addictions ministry most of his Christian life. There were a few years when he helped start a church in North Carolina. Even while he was there, there was an addiction ministry that they worked with. It seems like no matter where he goes, that's a part of his ministry. That's the kind of ministry he is leaving Fortress of Faith to work in. What he is going to deal with today isn't just for those struggling with addiction. It's for all Christians. When people fall, there are some things they all seem to have in common. The first is, they stop being obedient to what they know is right, like reading their Bible, going to church, prayer, etc. The second one is seeking godly counsel. That is what we are going to look at today. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. And we've uh, announced this week that sadly we're going to be saying goodbye to Tyler at the end of the month. From time to time, Tyler, I might have you back, you know, just because we enjoy having you on the program. You bring a lot to uh, uh, to our uh, broadcasting and to our ministry. We're grateful for the time that we've had you here at Fortress of Faith, but you're going to be back full-time, uh, kind of in your you know former ministry there in Oklahoma City. And so I, I, I want to, you know, I've kind of given Tyler the range to pick the topics that we're going to be talking about here today. And uh, these are things that he's been, dis- has discovered in his coming to Christ about six years ago. What a wonderful transformation that uh, the Lord has done in your life. Uh, Tyler, your testimony reminds me a lot of my dad. My dad's testimony, yeah. you know, I mean, he just lived for the world, lived for self. He was a sailor. And someone opened the gospel to his mother, and uh, she got saved. And so, you know, when you get gloriously saved, you realize, man, I got friends and family that need to know this truth. They're, they're heading for hell. I was heading for hell had not someone told me the uh, uh, the gospel message. And so she began trying to witness to him. But when he got saved, man, it was a transformation. And, you know, he turned 180 degree in his life. And that's what repentance is, is, you know, saying, uh, you know, I served myself. I live for me. I, I'm not going to live for God. And yeah. uh, that's uh, one of the marks of, uh, of salvation. What's the topic we're going to talk about today? Today we are going to be talking about seeking godly counsel. Let me start by saying this, okay? For those of you who maybe are listening for the first time, I, I've been in the addictions ministry most of my Christian life, which is shorter. It's been about six years. There were a few years when I went off to start a church, but even then there was an addiction ministry that we work with. Like no matter where I go, that's kind of a part of the ministry I've I've been attached to. And I've been very thankful for that. And that's kind of what God's got me doing now or getting ready to have me do here again. And let me show you something that I've noticed. And this isn't just for people that struggle with addictions. This is all Christians, okay? But I've seen a lot of people fall And I've noticed a commonality. Really, there's two different commonalities, I would say, in people that fall. Number one, they stop being obedient to to what they know is right that God told them to do, which is usually reading their Bible, going to church, getting into the Word, all those types of things. Prayer, um, that would be one of the big ones. But the second one is this, and and I'm going out on a limb here, but I would venture to say that the majority of Christians in the world do not do this, and that is seeking godly counsel okay what what do you mean seeking godly counsel we're going to get into that and and here's what a lot of people will say number one they don't they won't seek godly counsel because 
the things that they struggle with, especially in men, when when someone's got, uh, giving you godly counsel, what they're trying to do is get is use the Bible to get to the root of your problem. And on and most of the time, that's a very sensitive topic. That's something that that we don't want to mess with, especially as men, right? Because the world's taught us we're not supposed to cry and all this stuff, which is hogwash. That's not a that's not a biblical thing. But because of that, because it hurts, we don't want to talk about it, and so we don't go seek godly counsel. I've heard people say, well, the pastor's too busy for me. Now, the pastor never told them that. That's what they said, right? Or there's just other people that just, that's just not what they do. You know, they're they're so spiritual all on their own that they don't need godly whatever the case may be, okay? I, I'm going to venture to tell you this, though. Re, everyone, hopefully, that watches our show reads their Bible. And when you read the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, there was a man of God that were put above the children of Israel. Okay, there, there's always there's always a man of God that's there. And and here's the number one reason why I believe people need to seek godly counsel because you are incapable of doing right on your own. Now I could feed you twenty verses in the Bible that says that that's true, but I'm just going to use one Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto, unto counsel is wise. You say, are you calling me a fool? I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that that pertains to every single person, but, but the Bible talks about being wise in our own eyes. The Bible says that uh, a man's ways are, uh, that he can't know his own ways, right? That the Lord establishes our steps. And so if all that's true, then how is it that you by yourself can dictate what's right for you to do? It doesn't make any sense, Okay. As a matter of fact, the Bible goes a step further and says and says this. I'm just going to read this first. Proverbs 11:14 where no counsel is the people fall. Okay? Do you hear that? Where no counsel mm-hmm. is the people fall. That's Bible word for word. But in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So the Bible actually says I'm not even just talking about one counselor. I'm talking about multiple biblical counselors. And where there is no counsel the people fall. Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. It says the same thing again. Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors they're established. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read something from the Bible, and it's and it's mentioned three different times, I start paying attention right around that third time, hopefully. Amen? And so you need to have biblical counselors in your life. Let me let me jump in here, Tyler, because I think something, you know, caution needs to be given about seeking multiple counselors. Because I have seen this many, many times. If you're a parent, you saw this from your kids. Your parent goes to, you know, child goes to one parent. Hey, mom, can I go do this? And mom says no. They sought counsel, but they didn't get what they wanted to get. They didn't hear what they wanted to hear. So then they go to, you know. Uh, dad, hey, dad, can I you know, do this and stuff like that? And he says, yes. Sometimes be careful about seeking multiple counsel, uh, counselors by using it to cherry pick to get the answer you want. Yes. God has put certain counselors in your life as authority. There's a reason for it. <clears throat> and your pastor is that number one spiritual authority that's there. And so, Absolutely. And, and, and you may not think, well, I don't like what he says, so I'm going to go talk to Mr. Spiritual Guy number two, and hopefully he's going to tell me what I want to hear. And I didn't hear it from him like I wanted to hear. So I'm going to go to Spiritual Guy number three and go hear, you know, ah, here he is. 
he told me what I, you know, what I wanted to hear. And now I've got license to go do what I want to do because I sought spiritual counsel. No, it doesn't work that way. It does not yeah. work that way. And I mean, if well, if you think about Psalm one one, what does it say? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, right? So you need to make sure your your counselors are godly counselors. God put a man of God, you mentioned a pastor, in your life for a reason, right? And so I believe it's a mistake to to go and make big decisions in your life without consulting your pastor first. And here's the big mistake most people make, okay? What most people will do is they'll they'll either not go to their pastor at all when they make the big decisions there for a number of excuses or reasons, or number two, and this is a big one, we decide what we're going to do, and then we say, hey, pastor, I need to come seek counseling for you, uh, from you. So what I do is I go and I walk into his office. I've already made up my mind. I tell him what I'm going to do, and then that pastor usually will probably look at me and think, well, what are you in here for? Because you're not seeking counsel. You're just telling me what it is you're going to do, okay? Proverbs 19, 20 through 21 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. And let me give you one more verse, Proverbs 1, 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. I don't know how much more specific I can be. Let me let me tell you something I've never told you, Tom. And you can strangle me if you want to, but I, I'm going to be honest with you about this, okay? I would not have married your daughter if, my, if any one of my spiritual counselors would have said, I prayed about it and I just don't think that's God's will for your life, okay? Yeah. I, I, I don't make big decisions in life without involving my spiritual counselors. I need someone, number one, that, that's on the outside looking in to be able and and who's a godly person to be able to take the scriptures and sit me down and say, you know, I believe this is God's will. When I when I moved to North Carolina to help you start that church, if I'd have had any one of my counselors say, I don't believe that's God's will, I wouldn't have went. And I honestly thought I was kind of hoping they would say that, to be purely honest with you. <laughs> but uh but they didn't and 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 I'm I def I challenge you, find me somewhere in scripture where God tells the man of God one thing and the person that's under the man of God, another. You cannot find it. Yeah. You will not find yeah, it in it's scripture. Not, it, it's not scripture there, that's for sure. Let me tell you a story. My wife, before we met, she was dating a guy. Everyone was telling her, this isn't the right guy for you. And, and my wife is a very godly woman. I have great respect for her sensitivity towards <clears> the things <throat> of God and following God. And uh, she was in a period of her life, for some reason, you know, uh, she couldn't see what everyone else was seeing. And um, and so God, you know, and she didn't ask for it, but God just really dealt with her. For some reason, she just came to a point where God just opened her eyes. And she realized, this is not the right person. And yeah. broke up with that guy. And, uh, of course, I'm thankful for it, <laughs> naturally, because, uh, you know, God then brought us together after that. But the thing is, though, is that sometimes you're too close. There's a saying, you're too close. You can't see the forest for the trees. You're up close. And uh, seeking counsel, godly counsel from, you know, from people that are, um, uh, you know, they, they walk with God. There's a there's a closeness. They have a, um, a respect for God. 
seek the counsel, seek their prayer, especially if it's marriage and you're you're in a relationship with someone. Oh, my friends, you know, if there's uh, something out there that, you know, people are telling you that's not the right person, you better listen. There's the only thing worse than being single, wishing you were married, is being married, wishing you were single. And so yeah. there's a, a don't make that mistake rushing into a marriage. Go ahead. Let me give you this because we're going to run out of time. I want to give you an example, okay? You're, you keep talking about it's in the Bible. Where is it at, Tyler? You, you read First Samuel chapter 9 and verses 15 through 17. And I don't have time to read it all, so I'm just going to tell you what happened on there. God told Samuel there's going to be a guy coming. His name is Saul. And you're going to anoint him to be king. Okay? And then Saul comes along, and he meets Samuel. And Samuel tells him, hey, you're going to be king and all this different stuff. Now think about that. Saul had no clue that that's what was going to happen. But God did, did tell the man of God, Samuel, that before Saul ever got there. Okay? I'm going to give you one real quick story, and then we'll be done. I ran from, I was called to preach, and I ran from that from a long time. I didn't want to do it. I don't like standing in front of people and talking. You probably can't tell on the radio because I don't shut up. But uh, anyways, I went to my pastor's office, basically, after I had been running from it for so long, and God really got a hold of my heart and basically, you know, let me know, like, when are you going to surrender to do what I created you to do? And I went into my pastor's office, and I said, Pastor, God's calling me to preach. And this is what he said. I'll never forget this. He said, I've been waiting for you to come in here and tell me that. And I thought, wow, God had already told my pastor months and months before I surrendered to it that God was calling me to preach. Now, he didn't tell me that. He didn't use any mechanisms to get me to come do that. He wanted God to get a hold of my heart and do that, and he did. And uh, I just wanted to share that with our listeners there. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you here today. we got more to talk about tomorrow. Hope you'll join us then at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.